Welcome to the Tapping Into podcast with Sarah Tobin. That's me. I've created this podcast to help you discover and tap into spiritual, alternative and natural practices that could really change your life. I've been on a spiritual journey my whole life and I'm now an EFT or tapping practitioner. In this podcast, I have honest conversations on topics that I hope will deepen your soul connection, allow you to reclaim your power and confidence, know that you're not alone and feel inspired to find out more. I really hope this helps you on your journey. In this episode, I chat with Alison Canavan and we talk about what meditation has meant to her on her healing journey, how it's the way inward to connect with ourselves and our intuition. We talk about big spiritual concepts like how we live in an abundant universe and how worthy we are of receiving that abundance and how we can create the future we are dreaming of. It's packed full of tips on how to start and end our day and how to cope with fear. It's a deep conversation and I really hope you get a lot out of it. Enjoy. In today's episode, my guests and I are discussing meditation. So Alison is from Dublin originally, but was an international model for almost 20 years. Alison runs a successful private practice as a health and wellness coach and delivers motivational talks on health and well-being all over the world, specializing in behavioral change, meditation, mental health, addiction, and improving your mindset. She is also an author of the book, Minding Mum, and has even lectured in Trinity College on the module of motherhood and mental health. So Alison is super qualified for our chat today and we could probably talk about a hundred different things, but I wanted to tap into meditation more with Alison and understand and discover how it's changed her life. So Alison, thank you so much for your time here today. And it is literally 6.30 a.m. in the morning your time. I really appreciate it. Oh gosh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Not at all. Um, because you're quite well known in Ireland and I'm hoping that this uh, podcast reaches broader than that. Could you tell me a lot about your story and how you have ended up in California and shifted your life completely? I mean, that I know that is a huge question to ask, but maybe <laughs> top line it. God, where do we start? Yeah. So yeah, I started modeling at 15 and I represented Ireland in the Ford Supermodel of the World competition. So wow. I was in Las Vegas at 16 and then I went straight to Ford in Paris. And I worked away from that age. I, I just worked internationally and traveled the world. So after I left school, I went straight to London and I was modeling and I worked all over Europe and Germany. So then I moved to New York. I was there for nearly a decade and then wow. came back to Ireland for a decade. So my interest in health and well-being really did begin in the modeling industry when I saw the complete dysfunction that lives in that industry. Sure. And the dysfunction around food, the dysfunction around body image, the dysfunction around you know, your worth being placed on just purely on what you look like, not on your voice, not on what you have to say. And, you know, there's, there's a great disconnection within anyway in the world. We're seeing that now. Absolutely. Hugely, you know? um, and just this, this kind of, I suppose, this momentum of people who we've been reared in a world where we cannot think for ourselves, unfortunately. You know, it's it's critical thinking Absolutely. is rare. Yes. I would say it's like 2% of the population. And that doesn't mean that I'm dissing people or putting them down. It means that we are brought up and we're put into a system that thinks for us. 
Absolutely. And that, that encourages us to do as we're told, step in line. Um, I always struggled with that. Like right. my dad used to say to me, like, if I told you to go left, you'd go right just because. <laughs> just because I told you to go left, not for any other reason. And, and that's not necessarily, you know, the right way to do it either. But I think inherently in us as human beings, there's, there's a, a longing and a knowing that something's not right. So I never thought I had any power in my life, like in how I felt. And I struggled with depression and anxiety. And of course, I was in the fashion industry. So parties yeah. were available 24-7. So self-soothing, that pain was available to me all the time. And, and I for took free. <laughs> for free. And yeah. you know what? For many years, it was great fun until it's not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then people don't see the darker side of it because you're out and you're having fun with them in nightclubs and they don't see like the, the anxiety, despair, you know, the real kind of the, the spiral downwards that we experience the next day after we've been out. And, mm. you know, we, we've, we have been taught to present to doctors and ask them, fix me, fix me, fix yeah. me. We're doing the same now. Yes. You know, fix me. Mm -hmm. Give me a solution for my problems. So no matter how much we try to evade the personal responsibility, it always comes back and bites us in the ass. So of course, like what happens with addiction is it just gets worse. So I started studying nutrition in the States. And then when I came home to Ireland, um, I'm a single mom, still a single yes. mom a decade later. So many kind of, you know, of my own personal judgments that I didn't realize I had came up because we got to remember that what's running the show is our subconscious mind. So, you know, we were all like, oh, I don't think like that, or this is not how my mind works. And it's like, I hate to break it to you, but like what's really running the show is your subconscious mind. And we have no are, control over that. Well, yeah. we think we have no control we we over do. that. We yeah. think, yeah. And this is your belief systems that you've picked up from school, from your parents, from your friends, from your family. And a lot of the time, these belief systems don't come to the forefront until we're faced with a life situation ourselves. So I realized that like I, I, I just felt really bad within and sad about myself and I felt like a failure and I was really struggling. And then, of course, because I was a model, I moved back in with my mom. I was 32. I was struggling financially. So I just felt like my whole world had fallen apart. Of course. Um, but like I hadn't really been that happy in my life previous to this anyway. So it was kind of interesting to, to watch. And then I had um, postnatal depression and it was at that point, something, something clicked in me. Like the doctor just said, you know, we're going to put you on medication. And I was like, I'm breastfeeding. Like, if, of course, I never cared about all the years of medication before or all the abuse of partying or anything, but Good work. <laughs> it's really interesting that now it wasn't about me. Yeah. And that's Amazing. kind of the first step as moms. It was like, oh, you know, I'm breastfeeding. Could this harm my son? And, you know, I got given a list of medications, got told to go home and Google them, <laughs> call when I had made up my mind about which one was least um, harmful. And something just clicked to me, even though I was so ill, I was like, something's wrong. There's something wrong with this picture. And I, I took the medication and I was like, you know, I was suicidal. So I was like, I wasn't, I was just kind of like, okay, I'll do anything. But something changed in that moment. There was something in me. This light went off is the only way I can describe Amazing. it. That was like, there is something more to this. We can't keep treating people like this. We can't keep Amazing. giving them a box of pills, telling them to go home. And this is just the way it is. There was a woman who ran postnatal depression Ireland, um, Madge Fogarty. And I spoke to her every day on the phone. She was incredible. Wow. And she was the one that encouraged me to 
to uh, write down, you know, the little things I was doing every day, similar to the whole gratitude movement we see today. And she was talking about, like, I had a shower, you know, I got up, I went yes. for a walk. And a little achievements. Things. Yeah. And every day since then, I've kept a gratitude diary. That's a decade ago. Like wow. every single day. Um, I don't, I do not start my day without gratitude and meditation. And it was very interesting that once I started to be consistent with these behavioral patterns, it was like the fog started lifting a little bit. So as the fog began to lift, I was able to do more research. And then I started to go, oh, this is really interesting. I have power here. This is never something I was taught, never yes. something I was told. And this is changing everything. And that, that kind of miracle of that fog lifting after a rough what literally was a lifetime of having that cloud over my head yes. and thinking this is just the way it is and being told by doctors all the time you will always be medicated you will always have anxiety you will always have depression that's just who you are you know we're not in balance if nature's not in balance because we have a symbiotic relationship with nature and so mother earth hurting is a sign that we're hurting within yeah you know it's it's yeah. it's a direct reflection of who we are so you know, we, we as men and women, I'm always trying to explain to my clients, we both have masculine and feminine within us. And James is only nine. And he's like, but I'm a boy, mom. And I'm like, yeah, but you still have feminine aspects. That creative aspect of you is feminine. So just explaining Amazing. that, like, we need the feminine and the masculine aspects of ourselves to be in some semblance of balance and harmony. And so we're seeing a world that is out of balance that has moved too much into the action and unfortunately too much into the masculine energy which yes. is which we need because it's all about kind of you know go-getting action kind of movement yeah. but unfortunately when it goes too far it's gone into greed and you know power and and that's what's happened it's tipped too far in that direction and that's yeah. why we're seeing this kind of chaos in the world at the moment so the divine feminine is rising, so I have hope. Yes, me too. <laughs> I, I, I really hope. feel it. Um, really and, feel and it. it really is. I see it in all of my clients. You know, I see a massive, we are in a great awakening. So I see it in so many of my clients. It's exciting. And this is really when, it's interesting, when I started meditating, nobody meditated. I didn't tell anybody I meditated because people thought you were a freak. Yes. Um, and there was nowhere to meditate. So the only place that, that I found was the Buddha Center in London. So when right, I was there, okay. um, and that was the only place. And when I came to New York then, uh, there was the Kajampa Buddha Center. My teacher was Kadam Mortem. He's amazing, still is, like wow. they, phenomenal. And I used to go on retreats and peel 5,000 carrots with nuns. And there was something that always drew me in. I've always found meditation very difficult. So it's not like yes. I meditated and found it really easy and it was a really beautiful experience. Yeah. Like that, that was not what was happening. But no, was, I'm with you there. <laughs> there was something in me that obviously recognized, you know, that there was power in this practice and just taking this time out. And then when I moved home to Ireland and I had James, meditation got me through my pregnancy. It was a really difficult time for me. Um, emotionally, I'd just broken up with my partner after a very long time. And it was just a really, there was so much change happening so quickly. Um, and I remember looking at a newspaper or a magazine or something and so and there was Kadampa Buddhist Center I was I was attending at home and then I saw the Sagya Rinpoche who was my teacher was going to be in Ireland and I was like no he wrote the Tibetan book of living and dying and my wow. dad had passed away when I was 21 and his Bless book you. literally saved my life like wow. it was because in the western world we're not taught about death we're not taught to it's like the only thing we're certain of you know it's yeah. very interesting at the moment in the middle of a pandemic um, the level of fear, because, and it's the fear yeah. of death. 
you know, yeah. and I'm not saying that we should all go out and accept and get the virus. It's not what I'm saying. People hear things so differently. It's like, but the, look at how quickly it is to incite fear in people when, we, when they're face to face with death, with their own mm -hmm. mortality. So they both like the Tibetan book of living and dying is not like easy reading. Like it's, it's, it's a tough enough book to read, but I remember yeah. picking it up and something in me just went, wow. It was about, God, they have such a beautiful relationship with the cycle of life, the entire cycle of life, you know, at birth and death and compassion and compassion at the end of life. And it just helped me to make sense. I was so angry. I was so angry at the world. I was so angry at God. I was so angry at my dad. I was so angry at cancer. I was so angry at everything. And this helped me just to settle. So when I saw that he was in Ireland, I began to go to Dark Shambera. And that became my spiritual home for the wow. next kind of seven or eight years. And he was an extraordinary teacher for me. And so were Malcolm and so were everybody in Dark Shambera. I wrote my book there because he was a tough teacher a really tough teacher and that's the kind of teacher I need you know because wow. I, I was I was pretty heavily you know stuck in the victim mentality and that's the first stage of awakening is the me 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 I I I you know what's happening to me so I'm a dream builder coach I teach um I twelve. yes tell program. me what that is that's a new so term for me it's the art and science of transformation so I teach people to work in alignment with natural law so natural law is how the universe works Yes. So we see the dualistic nature of the universe as above, so below, as within, so without, the law of circulation. So this is where a lot of my Irish clients, this is where I, I remember working with my mentor, Mary Morrissey, she's amazing. And the law of circulation means as we give, we receive. Now, you know, when we think of circulation, of course, we all think of money, but yes. it's much more than that. It's being able to give and receive love. And yes. Let's, let's go for the next one with Irish people. It's being able to give and receive compliments. Ah, and, and this just is where, from pennies. It's just from pennies. Where, I remember this is where I went, oh, oh gosh, this is me. And she said to me, I remember, I always remember her kind of saying to me, what, what is? And I said, when someone says something to me, I, I automatically go into this narrative of an excuse. You know, this was a few years ago. I was like, oh, well, you know, or oh, well, this. And interestingly enough, when we're out of alignment with any law, that law. So we're trying to create abundance in our life. So people are always come to me and say, I can't manifest. And I'm like, how are you at receiving love? How are you at receiving kindness? How are you at receiving compliments? I mean, somebody would come to my house and give me a card and a teeny tiny little present and I'd start crying. And this kind of sense of unworthiness would come up. And I'm like, so yeah. we pick these behavior patterns up. And so it's about being in alignment with natural law. And it's about understanding that we are actually dream builders. We're image makers. Um, Neville Goddard did most of his life work in this area. He's phenomenal. He's so many books. I encourage people to go and read his books. Right. He's on the list now. Yeah. And he talks about the power of the imagination. So the universe doesn't understand time. So the linear time that we have yes. created as human beings, all it understands is the images we give it most often. So it's, it's, it's the law of attraction, but it's more than that because we don't attract what we think. We attract who we are and we attract who we are in a full 24 hours. This is really important. So what, one of the things we learn is, okay, so a very little silly example might seem silly. Do you bring the trolley back when you're finished your shopping? People go, well, what's that got to do with anything? Because how we show up in everything is what the universe reads. So the universe doesn't read the mask we put on when we're at work or the mask we put on when we're out with friends. Yes, it's reading yes. what we're doing in a full 24 hours. And it's also reading the messages you give it more often. This is, for example, why gratitude works. 
Yes. This is this is why um, doing gratitude once a month is not going to, you know, turn you into a person of appreciation because the universe is reading what you do the other 29 days. So what we learn to do in dream building is we move our vision. I do envision your life workshops. We move our vision three years from now. So say now we're in 2023. And we're calling in the life we, that we want to live. So it's like, what kind of life would you love to live? So you're asking a different quality of questions. And then you're saying like, so for example, if it was health and well-being, it's like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I feel so physically strong, fit and healthy. I eat nourishing food, organic. I love cooking. And, you know, my mental health is incredible. I sleep so well and I wake up feeling full of energy and vitality the next day. I say to people, if you're calling in, like I have witnessed during this time, so the, one of the things I've learned through studying kind of natural law for the last decade is that we're not a product of our circumstances or conditions. Now, people automatically go, oh, so you're telling me it's not a pandemic. Oh, so you're telling me this. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you. So like the people last year who were going, oh, I can't do this because I don't have a degree yet, or I can't do this because everything in the universe hasn't aligned exactly. So this is, this is slightly victim procrastination, putting yeah. things off, yeah. not taking excuses. And now a lot of the same people are saying, well, you know, 2020 is already gone. This year is a write-off. And I'm oh, like, I hate to break it to you, but actually your life is happening today. Yes. Not in 2021. So how, how much longer are you going to put off living your life? So I have been taking people through the Dream Builder, like now throughout this pandemic, and I have witnessed, and it's like, almost like I'm getting to witness how it's so true that we're not a product of our circumstances or conditions. Nice. I have witnessed people who have lost their jobs, lost their homes, manifest extraordinary things Amazing. during this time. Because if you stick with the program, the program works for you. Because what we're learning is like how to align, how to align with our true nature. Yes. This is who we are. And so this, this is what is where... we came in to do. Exactly. And came in who to be, but we've forgotten yeah. it all. Yeah. We've forgotten it all. And this and is why we're in we're in a number four year. So numerologically it's 2020, two and two is four. Four is the, the fourth heart chakra. Yeah. So we're in the year of the heart awakening. The heart is your portal into your inner world where you remember to your access, your infinite wisdom, connection with the divine, your higher self, whatever you feel more comfortable calling Amazing. it. And this is your this is your portal. This is your portal to remember who you are. We're not learning anything. We're remembering who we are. So this is a mammoth opportunity for humankind right now to wake up, wake up and go inwards and do the work and ask yourself, does this align with me? How does my body feel? If I feel uncomfortable, why? You know, and spending that time with ourselves every day, because if we're waiting for conditions to constantly change outside of us, which people have been doing since the beginning of time, by the way, yes. not just now, it's never going to happen because the change. universe is not going to align perfectly for your perfect life to come in. No, you have to take action. I came to the States on a motivational speaking visa. My entire calendar was right. Like people always go, oh, isn't it well for you? My entire calendar was right. My ability, my entire income and the reason I came here was wiped in 24 hours. I'm a single mother and I just oh risked gosh. everything to come here. So don't tell me that I don't know what it's like to go, shit. Like in that moment, I was just like, okay, now I apply all of the tools and techniques that I'm teaching people. Now I really dig deep and I do the work and I show up every single solitary day. And what we learn about the power of the imagination and dream building is that the how is none of our business. This is something that as human beings, 
we are tightly control 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 mm. control and the how actually is your relationship with the universe so it's it's kind of i always say to people we spend more time booking a holiday every year than we do creating a life we love yes like if you look at why and how dream building works so people go through brochures they're like i want a a room that looks out over the sea. I want it to look a certain way. I want my meals to be a certain way. I want the flight to go in here. You are dream building your holiday. Yes. And your dream building is like you're the architect of your holiday. Imagine giving your life that much attention, your actual life that you're living every day. Absolutely. Imagine what's possible. So once we understand that, when we, when we put the clue, the universe likes specificity. It likes us to be detailed. It's like people say, I'm calling in a boyfriend and then it's like six boyfriends there that like every guy that comes along is horrific. And it's like, well, have you told the universe that you want this guy to be kind with a beautiful heart, tall, yes. like yeah. what, what direction? Like you just said to the universe, it's like saying to the universe, I want to travel instead of, I would love to go to Paris in 2021 because I can really see myself sitting outside a cafe, having a croissant, looking at the Eiffel Tower. Now that's a bit different. I can actually see that. Yes. Do yeah. I travel often? I can't see it. I don't know. Where are you? What country are you in? So this is really yes. the power that we have as human beings. And this requires us to come home to ourselves each and every day. And meditation is that the way inwards, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done during this time if I didn't have meditation. I, I really don't. I say to my friends all the time who have come to me who are starting meditation, I couldn't have coped like meditation is my anchor it's how I start my day it's you know I sit multiple times a day like at the beginning of this time this crisis when we were all at home I probably meditated four or five times a day just to sit and ground myself and go okay sit come home to yourself you know go within allow whatever's there to come up because meditation is not about like being happy it's about being with all of who you are. It's about allowing your emotions to come up. It's about doing the essential healing work that we're being asked to do right now. You know, we cannot, cannot, cannot keep bypassing ourselves anymore. You know, it's it's not possible. Like we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker. You know, like this is the time for us all to go inwards and go, okay, so what part do I play? So like if we look at the word responsibility, when we're talking about spellings and the power of language, Mm -hmm. if you break the word responsibility up, it's response dash ability, our ability to respond to the world. That's what taking personal responsibility is. And it's not easy sometimes. And there's lots of stuff that I have seen in myself over the years that's not pretty. There's lots of things I've done that I'm not proud of, but ignoring them and pretending that they're not there doesn't make them go away. No. I was just going to ask, um, Mm -hmm. to the person who's afraid of going in and feeling the pain that they have felt or feeling the shame and the guilt of something from the past or acknowledging, say, a difficult parental relationship or the breakdown of a relationship. So fear really holds, obviously, fear, fear and love are complete opposite spectrum. So how do we move from fear into a place of living from love? Okay, so first of all, we need to, we, I don't like the word need, it's we're being called to work with the heart. Yeah. Okay, so the reason we, why do we work with the heart? So we work with the heart, how do we activate our heart? By bringing awareness to our heart area, by placing our hand on our heart, 
by bringing our breath in and out of our heart area. So actually activating our heart, because believe it or not, a lot of people are walking around with closed heart chakras completely. This is why yes. anxiety is through the roof. This is why when people sit in meditation, with it, I would never teach a meditation class now without first doing heart opening work. It's something I started doing about a year and a half ago, and I'm now a heart math facilitator yes, as well. Yes, I saw Howard that, yeah. Lives here. I adore the Heart Math Institute. Like these people are, are angels sent from heaven. Just let me say that to you. They're extraordinary human beings. And the heart... So what, what does the heart do? Well, first of all, we know it's the most intelligent organ in the body. It sends more signals to the brain than the brain sends to the rest of the body. So we have given, and, and this, this is back to the masculine energy, we've given power to the, to the mind. Totally. But actually, it's the heart that holds the power. It's the governor so, of the power. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like your control center. Mm-hmm. And when we open our heart, a lot of people say to me in class, you know, I can't open my heart because I just start crying at the moment. I just start crying, Alison. I can't stop. And I'm like, good. And people might go, gosh, you're so hard. We are so afraid of emotions. We're so afraid. We tiptoe around people, around mental health. You know, not giving people any credit that they can actually cope and that we're incredibly resilient. People might go, but I know people who really can cope. Well, do you or have have they been told they can't cope by doctors over 20 years? That they're very weak and vulnerable. And, you know, have have we created that within our society? Absolutely. The heart releases vulnerability so we're going to feel vulnerable we're going to feel exposed but also what the heart does is where does the word cour come from in french courage heart so the heart also releases and supports the vulnerability with equal amounts of courage so when you work with the heart you are opening up your inner support system so now it's your resilience and your strength yes exactly the heart is so important we have to begin with the heart all day every day connecting with our heart and our life is created at the moment, moment by moment, choice by choice with heart connection. And I literally mean that moment by moment, choice by choice, not day by day, not week by week. We're living in extraordinary times. None of us know what's we coming tomorrow. That. We are in this moment, in this present moment, noticing what we're noticing. And probably one of the first things that's going to come up when you open your heart and sit with yourself in silence is fear. So what is fear? Fear is your best friend. And you are going to befriend fear and you're going to bring it with you. A lot of the time, fear is when you're outside your comfort zone, this is great news. This is when you're at your green growing edge. Uh, so instead of suppressing it, instead of pushing it feel away, into like, it. Ooh, feel into it, bring it with you, let it sit beside you, embrace it, befriend it. Acknowledge it. You know, yeah. we deny certain aspects of ourselves. Like we all have light and dark, you know, we Absolutely. live in a world, we, you know, night, dark, up is down day turns into night you know so we have good and bad inside each and every one of us and it brings me back to the old cherokee um, tale that is told all the time where there's two wolves in front of us in inside of us and the grandfather says to his grandson one is ego hatred jealousy fear anger and the other one is love hope joy happiness peace and abundance and the grandson turns to the grandfather and says and which wolf wins and he said my son whichever wolf you feed ah now we come into the practice Power. of meditation, gratitude. So there's always a pull to the familiar, which is your comfort zone, okay? Yes. So this is why people go on diets and the diets don't last and they start New Year's resolutions and they don't last. So we have to be consistent with the messages we're showing the universe. So the universe is not going to take us seriously. I'm not going to take someone seriously if they show up every other day, you know, yeah. but their heart's not in it. So- yeah, you wouldn't do it at work, like just rock up every other day, would you? Exactly. Like, I'm just going to go in Monday and Wednesday this week. Yeah. You know, but that's what we do with our thoughts. And we don't realize like the, 
the thoughts were energizing. Years ago, I thought that I could never wake up in the morning and not say a hundred mean things to myself before I left the house. You know, I was programmed nice. and conditioned as a model to look in the mirror and just pick out all my flaws. Course. And also, you know, things like gossip, you know, I found myself, it was very easy to get into gossip as well, you know, around the girls, like the conversation usually within five minutes of being in a coffee shop would, would fall into talking about people. And yeah. I cannot remember the last time I said something nasty to myself when I woke up. That does not mean I'm egotistical or full of myself or of any not. of those things. Yeah. It means that I've gotten to a stage where I don't need to, to do that, to, to feel good or to feed any aspect of me that's looking for my attention. I've made peace with who I am and where I am with the world. That takes time, dedication yeah. and hard work. And yeah. each and every day I show up for myself. So I'm kind of at the stage where this is like, I've worked harder in the last few months during this time than the last decade. Like showing up wow. for myself at the moment has meant like not just 10 minutes of meditation, at least two hours of meditation a day. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what it takes for me to show up, stay, you know, grounded, grounded. stay in my power and be able to show up for my clients. That's, yeah. that's my role I take seriously. If I'm not doing the work, how can I expect my clients to take me seriously? Like Absolutely. it's ridiculous, you know? And also the other day I was on the phone and this is really interesting with a friend of mine in Ireland and we started talking about someone and the phone got cut off and she rang me back and she said you know something i can't remember the last time we gossiped and there's the universe actually cutting cutting off. you off amazing and i said to her and you know something it didn't feel good in my body it didn't yeah. feel good when we started talking about that person like yeah we probably said two sentences and then i had to check myself and went why did I start talking about that person? And it was like, because a wounded part of me got triggered. Yeah. This, so it always comes back to us. To like it doesn't yeah. matter how much you try to point the finger. It always comes back to you. And I'm like, what part of me got triggered? You know, and that's where the work is. The work is always in you. It's never yes. like when we look at forgiveness. I spend two weeks on forgiveness with my clients because, and it's, I spend a week on fear, a week on increasing your sense of deserving, but I spend two weeks on forgiveness <laughs> because forgiveness is the antidote to things like guilt and shame. It's the yes, antidote. Totally. And forgiveness is always self-forgiveness. It's, it's giving over one perception for another. And forgiveness is where freedom lies. That's where freedom lies. And we okay. very rarely do the real forgiveness work that this life encourages. And most people say to me, a lot of people that come to me, there's a lot of dark stuff in their family and a dark stuff in their past. And I work with a lot of addiction and there's people that come to me and sure, there are things that they tell me and yes, they are on, they seem unforgivable on paper. Yeah. Because nobody's denying that. Like it's, it's really, there are things that are unforgivable that happen in this world. But if we hang on to the resentment, the blame and the anger, it's us that it's destroying. You know, my, I remember trying loving kindness um, for a couple of years with somebody in my life. And I remember Sharon Salzberg said to me, hey, how are you getting on? I'm like, not very well. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, so people think, oh, this, this work, you know, in, they're doing it for a week or they're doing it for two weeks. And they're like, it's not making any difference. It took me two years right. to get to a place that I could even bring a certain person in to my vibrational field and just have them in my vibrational field and be able to send them loving kindness. Two yeah. years, like it, it, people think like, oh, I've been eating healthy for 30 days and I still don't feel well. So it's, it's like, this is not, these are not quick, temporary quick solutions. Fix. No, 
It's a whole different way of living. It's a yeah. whole different way of thinking. It's a whole different way of being. How badly do you want to feel good? That's what I always say to people. Yeah. How badly do you want to feel good? Well, society is numbed. We're numbed by food. We're numbed by, you know, the fluoride in the water. We're numbed by TV programs, you know. So there's very little space for us to think for ourselves, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and we have to consciously create that space to start asking questions, to start going within, to start doing the really difficult work that is required of us right now if we want to save this planet. You know, the work is to do the work with yourself. People always ask me, how can I change my brother, sister? How can I get my kids to do stuff? And I'm like, are you doing it? Is that how yeah. you're living? Are they your values? Is that how you show up every day? Don't ask somebody else to do something you wouldn't do. It's not fair. And also what other people do is none of our business. And that's a huge thing exactly. we have to learn in this life, you know? And going within and doing the work in ourselves changes everything outside of ourselves. Ripple effects. Shifts. Yeah everything like you know because we've been indoctrinated into the outside in world it's very difficult to see that it's very difficult sometimes to move beyond this paradigm of but what's outside of me is affecting me and it's like there is there's the truth of how the universe works and then there's facts so the facts are there's x amount of money in your bank account i lost my job during the pandemic my marriage broke up during the pandemic um and the list of other things, they're facts. Nobody's going to deny them. They're actually facts. They're yeah. happening. But the truth of the universe is that you live in an abundant universe. What is inside of you is greater than any outside circumstances or conditions. You know that we can call in and co-create a life with the universe if we so want. So we can yeah. live in the truth and um, in the facts and in the limited. And if we live from a limited condition-based way of thinking, we will always be stuck on that Stay path. In that. It's, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's like, we don't know everything. We don't know the possibilities of how something can happen. And this is why we remove the how when we do this work. So our job is to dream and take action steps, which is really important because one yes. of the things that the secret did for people was, uh, you know, I think te teach people that if they have positive thoughts and sit at home, someone's going to knock on their door <laughs> with everything they want. One of the most important parts of being a human being is taking action, 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 <laughs> each and every day. I'm like, what? even if it's one small step, it's like one small step towards your goal, but constantly moving forward in the direction of your dreams and trusting that something bigger than you is also at play, like surrendering to, yeah. to, like there's something is guiding you. We mm. say this stuff all the time. Like people go, oh, I had an idea. It just, it just came out of the blue. And I'm like, well, where's out of the blue? <laughs> you know, or oh, gosh, I was divinely inspired this morning. Divinely inspired. So we say all these things all the time without really realizing what we're saying. Or tuning really into the source of it. Yes. Or we hear people saying, you know, oh, I, I, I don't really have a very strong intuition. I can't hear it at all. We all have perfect intuition. What we've done is we've turned down the volume. We've put on loads of protective layers. We have learned to dismiss yes. the voice of our intuition. We've learned not to trust it. You know, as a kid, a lot of us would approach our parents or teachers and say, I really feel something. And they would say, no, you don't. Yeah. Let's <laughs> no, wash over that feeling. Let's try and make you feel better by dismissing everything you're telling me. Yeah. Look over here, the shiny object. Off yeah. you go. Play with that. I somehow managed to tap into one of your meditations um, during the pandemic uh, where James came in and sat down with you. Mm -hmm. And it was the most beautiful connection that I could see between you this amazingly open conversation that, and relationship that you have together 
and he completely joined in he he participated and it was just incredible how do we bring our kids on that journey and and educate them on what we're learning so i don't you know james is nine james has been reared with a mom who meditates every day so his normal world is a mom who's been meditating every morning when he wakes up that's all he ever saw as a baby so the only time I had when he was a baby was to meditate is to get in 10 or 15 or maybe four minutes in the morning before he woke up. So, yeah. and I don't, I've never asked him to sit down and meditate. I have never asked him to do anything. Um, I've never took, cause I don't believe in that. What I do it's know through all my study is that children literally just copy us. That's all they do. Yeah. They copy our behaviors. They copy our habits. And, you know, I have amazing friends. Like if you just look at my friend, Melissa Wood in New York and look at her stories on Instagram, her children are constantly doing yoga. Her children are constantly eating gorgeous smoothies because that's how she lives. So people are always trying to get, you know, trying to rationalize. This is where we're trying to figure things out with the mind all the time. And stop trying to figure things out with the mind and move into the heart. James has just picked up my behaviors each and every day. That's it. That's, yeah. that's all he's picking up. And he sees that mummy's karma when she goes in and meditates that, you know, if he asks me a question, like we have games, we have gratitude games we've been doing. We have a gratitude stone he's had since he's been a toddler and it's beside Aww. his bed. And every night before we go to sleep, we think of the best things that have happened that day. We do a game called Time Machine where, you know, we, we turn around and, you know, he tells me all the things that he's dreaming about and he wants to bring into his life. So we teach him how to dream. We teach them how to imagine, you know, and tell them that they can do anything they want because they can, because they can, you know, we don't indoctrinate them with, it's a really hard world. Your life is going to suck. You know, this is happening. You can't do that. But I'm also like, James knows there's a pandemic. He knows that we're all at home, you know, but he's not scared because I'm not scared. So it's kind of talking to our kids as people in an age appropriate manner. So yeah. Exactly. Also not denying that what's happening is happening. Like, you know, what I see a lot is, is people going, shh, shh, don't say that around the kids. And it's like, the kids are not stupid. Yeah. The kids know that something is going on. So talk to them in an age appropriate manner that helps them to make them feel safe. So when we come back to the heart, so what we're doing is we're taking long, slow, deep breaths with the heart connection and we're, we're signaling safety to our body. So yes, if you want yes, to start yes. somewhere, start there. Yeah. Start by grinding breathing. yourself, connecting with your heart and breathing. It's like, I always say your breath is like the bridge that you walk over and then you see your heart and your heart is there. And behind your heart are two lungs that actually look like angel wings. And your heart is the portal to the divine. That's to a the beautiful. divine aspect of yourself. There, mm. There's no accidents when we look at how our biology is formed. You know, your heart, Amazing. Is, your lungs, your breath are literally like your bodyguards. Look at look at where the situation in your body, like we are miraculous beings. And my wish for humanity is that we begin to remember how amazing we are. How amazing we are. I know. Each and every one of us, like people always say to me, what difference can I make? I'm like, a big difference. If you're born, you're worthy. We weren't lined up in the divine or God or creator of all that is. Everybody has so many different words these days, whatever you feel most comfortable with. We weren't all lined up and gone, you, 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 but not you and you. And people go, but what about people that are born into the third world? What about this? Like, so this, 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 I always say to people, this is where we start to get into 
the paradigm of the victim mentality again. That doesn't mean that I'm denying the suffering that's going on in the world, but there's ways that we can all help. I mean, there shouldn't be world hunger. There's enough no. wealth in this world. Like, so when we look at the, the, the unequal distribution of wealth, so like this, this conversation can go into many, many, many different streams. Yeah. There is people in this world who could end that kind of pain tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, you know, so we have to look at where we as individuals are allowing our resources to be spent and every single person's allowing this to happen. So like people that decide to sit at home and go, but that's nothing to do with me because I'm holding my hands up and, you know, I don't have any power there. Oh, you do. You do. Because if you don't speak up and you know that something's wrong, well, then you are complicit in what's happening in the world. So we shouldn't have people struggling. We shouldn't have people homeless. We shouldn't no. have people hungry. There is no reason for this to be happening in our world. No, no reason for it to be happening. You and do you think it, it actually starts with going within first? It's, it starts with 100%. connecting to ourselves, opening that heart chakra, yeah. living from a place of love, and then your actions and behaviors are all governed by that. Stop pointing fingers. I'm like, it's so irritating. And we have the old saying of when you're pointing your finger, there's three p p fingers pointing back at you. But mm -hmm. with change happens, like what we're seeing at the moment is, you know, justice, Black Lives Matters, all these movements. And it's like, guys, change happens in every home, in every heart, behind closed doors when nobody is watching. That's where change happens. Change ha doesn't happen when you're pretending to be something or you're sharing a meme or you're sharing a quote. Yeah. Like, stop it. How are you actually showing up every day? Yeah. How are you actually serving humanity? Like, I, I the pr first prayer I say in the morning is, you know, thank you, God, for the breath that woke me up this morning. How can I serve? Show yes. me the way. How can I serve? We're moving from service to self, which is the old paradigm. It's the me against the world, you know, people who would throw their best friends under the bus if they were promised to rise and work or a promotion. Yeah. We're moving from that mentality of yeah. service for self to service for others. But you must go in and do the work and then you raise your own vibration, helping to raise the vibration of mankind globally and the consciousness of humanity. That is what's going to save this world in yeah. each heart, in each home. The work has to begin at home. It has to begin with you. We cannot keep expecting other people to save us. We are the lungs of the earth. We are. So when Mother Nature is out of balance, when she's in pain, we're in pain. So the fact yeah. that we are in so much pain within, there's so much anxiety, there's so much depression, there's so much sadness. That's us reflecting Mother Nature, how she feels as well. She's a living being. So yeah. as soon as we decide that, you know, we're going to, the word decide means, the Latin root of the word decide, decidere, means to cut away from. We have to cut away from the old and decide for something new. We have to. It's time. Choice. We were born yeah, for this time. Differently. I mean, we've got to wake up. We have got to wake up collectively. And, you know, it's not easy. It's not a nice process for a lot of people. It's you're going to see a lot of stuff that you're, you're really not comfortable with that you would rather not see. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. But we have <laughs> to you have to see the dark to bring it to the light and transmute it. The same as you have to bring your shadow side up to, to heal it and forgive those aspects of yourself. It's exactly the same. And heal what we're not willing to be with. Yeah. It's really that simple, you know? So pretending something's not happening, pushing it away, you know, that's not going to do you or anyone else any favors. No, and like all. just thinking of kind of the mom, um, mom vulnerability and, the, uh, and mom life, you know, like 
maybe some tips from you on how to incorporate these starting maybe starting with a practice how do we go about doing that like my book minding mom is more relevant now than it ever was before yes so my, it was totally. the first book for new moms to ever be written but that's fully engaged in self-care so it's about four years old wow and it covers everything from meditation to gratitude to nutrition to body image if there's everything in there and you start here where you are not from where you want to be so yes. you start right now so if you're a mom who's overwhelmed small moments often that's why i always say to people small moments often the biggest thing the biggest kind of paradigm that we have as moms is that we have absolutely no time we've no time we've no time like time got taken away we have kids so it's it's actually just not true it is another paradigm and the more we keep telling ourselves that the more we will keep living that out because always remember you will prove yourself right no matter what you think the universe will always show you what you want to believe so i say to moms if you have a baby that's waking you up, and I, I experience this myself with James, sure, I've only one, but as soon as your eyes open, before you even get out of bed, you take a conscious deep breath as you're making that transition from the sleep state and you place your hand on your heart and you even begin with simple affirmations like I am. I am love, I am power, I am presence, I am patient. Like if you're a mom, if yes. patience is one of your things, the yes. first, when your eyes open in the morning, I am patient. I am present. I am confident. I am centered. I am worthy. So I am worthy. Mm. And you you repeat those to yourself. I mean, I have some beautiful things I use. Today's a great day. Everything is always working out for me. Miracles shall follow miracle and wonders shall never cease. And what we tell the world is what the world, it's kind of like the invisible realm gets to work and starts moving pieces around to co-create our life with us. But if you wake up and you start worrying, and having anxious thoughts, well, then that's the kind of vibration you're going to attract in. Yes. So we really, we, it's time to anchor in the, the idea that the world is, the biggest currency in the world is not money, it's energy and vibration. That's really what we're operating off. If yes. we're seeing the human frequency go through the roof, that's Mama Gaia's energy. If you want to align with the frequency of Mother Earth, take your shots and shoes off and just go out and stand on the bare earth, like on the grass or on the cement, not wood, not rubber. Yes. But stand on the earth. That's all you've got to do. She's going to pull all the stress out, pull all the harmful EMF waves out, and she's going to fill you up with her natural frequency, her healing frequency. And do you have to ask for that or does that just happen naturally? You don't have to wow. do anything. I mean, I would, I would encourage taking a few deep breaths and enjoying it. But no, yes. that's how powerful Mother Nature is. She doesn't wow. ask of anything except for our time. Just go and she's, it's like I can hear her say, just come and be with me, my love. And yeah. I will hold you in my arms and I will nurture you and I will mind you and I will heal you. Like everything is there for us. We have made everything very complicated. <laughs> But just because it's simple doesn't mean it's I mean, easy it's not going to work or easy yeah. to do. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, I would say you start where, we, where you are, knowing that your breath is the most powerful connector. And A, I would always say to people anyway, if you're struggling, especially at the moment, ask for help. Like I would say that to people. I, I have two or three mentors. I have people I ring. Like there's so much happening in the world right now. And if we don't come home to ourselves and start to manage our own energy, the collective energy, which let's face it, is one of fear um, and stress, is that pull of the familiar, we call it, is going yes. to drag you in. So if you don't wake up and you don't grind yourself and you don't say, 
do some meditation and do some gratitude, you're yeah. going to be pulled in by the energy that's happening outside. You yeah. don't have to step outside your front door. Do you know what? I think for humanity at the moment, I would encourage everyone to be extra gentle and kind with yourself. And in doing so, be extra gentle and kind with other people. Everybody's going to have different opinions at the moment. Everybody's going to have a different way of seeing things. And we've got to meet people where we are. Stop yeah. with the right and wrong. Just because my opinion is this and your opinion is that, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. So like when we can just begin to get on and accept each other, things will change. You know, this constant That's fight for, you know, our opinions to be right, to be right or looking for the approval in others is those days are gone. You know, let's start working together. Let's start supporting each other. You know, I might not fully agree with you, but I'm here for you. I, I say to myself in the morning, dear God, leave a part of my mind open to learning something new, to recognizing my own bias, to seeing my blind spots, you know? So setting that intention with the universe, because it was very ignorant of us to think that we know everything. Like anybody who thinks that they know everything is like gone mad. I don't know everything. And I'm always willing to listen. Like, you know, mm. I have a lot of friends who are doctors and scientists. They send me research studies every day. I'm willing to read any and all information because we are at a time where things are changing, shifting and moving so fast. It's not a time to hold steadfast to kind of In an, an ancient opinion. belief. It's like, yeah. yeah. And things are moving and things are changing and we're shifting and changing as human beings. And we need to be a little bit more malleable and open to that change. If we resist this change, when people resist this kind of change, this is when pain and suffering happens. This yeah, is now this when, is interesting, isn't it? You know, like change is the only thing we're certain of. And my teacher used to say to me about, I wish he was, he only passed away last year and I wish I could Aww. bring him now and say, oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm about 10 years too late, Wimpershay, but I get it. And he used to say to me, um, this is you, Alison, grasping, grasping, always hanging on. And of course, my defensive nature was kind of like, listen, I came down here and given up three days of my life to sit in the side of the street. Is that not good enough? You see the victim mentality, like the sense of entitlement. I you know? deserve. Yeah. Like, do, I, do, I, enlightenment. Do, I not, do I not get like a medal or something? With or my gold prize? star. Yeah, totally. And, and he was like, you are causing yourself pain and I didn't want to hear that that was not the answer I wanted for him I wanted him to fix me please can you not fix me and he's like the more you grasp and the tighter you hold on he goes the, the deeper the pain and the suffering is going to be and I see really what he means now because there's people holding on to an old paradigm and I want things to go back to normal and I want things to go back to the way they used to be they won't they will never yeah. go back to the way they think yeah. they used to be you can either go with the flow and be fully controlled or you can choose to be a sovereign divine being and make decisions for yourself that actually is within your choice right now regardless yeah. of what you have been yeah. told but until we start trusting ourselves like and the reason why people don't trust ourselves is because i remember the first time like i really began to to listen to myself there had been inner kind of voices saying that's not right I don't agree with that. There's something wrong with that. And I, uh, this inner conversation would be, but like everybody else agrees with it. So nice. I must be wrong. Yeah. No, that's yeah. just the way you were taught. So we've got to start trusting yourself. Like, and the first thing is, have you ever sat down and actually written out a list of your values? That's the first thing I do with clients in week one. Yeah. I get them to write down their values. What are your values? Like your true values. And then every decision you make has to align with those values. Oh, that's yeah. a whole way. To, that's a whole different... And some people come back to me and go, I just, I just can't do it. It takes weeks for them to do it. 
you know it's like do and, and then when you're making decisions like does this require help from a higher power is there good in this for others how many of us ask that question mm. when we're making a decision is there good in this for others some people might go i don't care about other people actually hear that all the time <laughs> but i'm like <laughs> is there good in this for others there has to be good in in something for your fellow human there has to be i'm sorry i'm just yes. there's something i'm not willing to kind of waver on yeah. Like if there's only good for you or if somebody gets hurt in the process, I'm sorry. You know, and that's just that way of thinking and living has to go. It has to go if we're going to save humanity. And that, I actually mean save humanity. Yes. Because we're yes. at that critical juncture right now yes. where we're either going to be extinct in 20 to 30 years or we wake the F up and we we start taking different paths and making different decisions because this is the critical juncture we're at anybody who thinks we're not at this juncture is in a deep 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 slumber yeah totally. this is this is the moment of awakening this is the moment of choice and this is the moment of okay what can i do it's like no, the holy the trinity you know then this is where we come back to the divine feminine the divine feminine is taken out of the holy trinity everything works in threes we look at the triangle of my logo and um, you know <laughs> mind body spirit you know when yeah. you take out one there's an imbalance i mean that's just like some people say to me i'm just not spiritual and i'm like well then there's an imbalance like there just is regardless of your belief system we are mind body spirit we are spirit yes. having a human experience this is our vehicle, or this avatar, this body is our vehicle to yes. transport our spiritual aspect of ourselves during this lifetime. There is no death. We transition, we move on, we go yes. on to the next realm. Like, you know, and it's it's just fascinating, you know, and I get it. I get it because I remember being on retreats, you know, especially about 10 years ago when when I say deep pain, like when I did my first Vipassana, I threw up and passed out in the first day. Now that's wow. trauma. That's really, really, really deep-rooted trauma. Yeah. So we hold trauma in our cellular memory. And I was terrified. And I remember the teacher saying to me, because I was so embarrassed. And I was like, I just got sick. And she was so compassionate and kind. She said, Alison, we don't call it getting sick. We call it getting well. Amazing. And I was like, wow. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, you're, nothing is ever going to come up for you that you're not able for yeah, it's just not. It's just we're yeah. incredible beings and it, we're like onions. You know, a layer will come off, we'll begin the healing process, another layer will come off, more healing. I mean, sometimes the womb chakra is being activated at the moment, the throat chakra is being healed. And last week I had intense, I had to go to bed two full afternoons because the pain around my womb chakra was just wow. huge. Now, before I was kind of doing what I'm doing and in tune with my body and meditating every day, I would have presented to the doctor and said, there's something wrong with me. Can you yes. check me? I know that the womb chakra of humanity is healing right now. It's yes. the work I do. So, so it's allowing my body- Sensitive to what's happening in the environment. and also allowing what's going on in my body to come up for healing. And people might go, oh my God, what is she talking about now? But you know, the divine feminine aspect of us is healing. Like in our DNA, if our grandmothers and our grandmothers before that didn't heal, we we, we carry that in our DNA. Absolutely. We carry that trauma. That trauma, that dense, heavy trauma has to come up. And as it comes up in your body, it is going to present as pain. I mean, yes. of course it is. You know, it's going to present as physical pain, just like disease in your body. Um, doesn't just turn up overnight. It's no. years, like cancer is years of stress. Yeah, that's why I say to people every morning and every night we start fresh. 
you know so at every night i always say i forgive myself and anybody else so i can go to sleep in peace and let go of anything that doesn't serve you say the words i let go of anything that doesn't serve me any energy that i picked up today yeah that you know is not serving me moving forward release it and let it go it's like it's like if you have a full glass of water and you left it there for days on end, it's going to kind of go a bit stagnant and go off. Like you don't want to be drinking that. It's the same with our energy. It gets, yes. you know, we build up energy and we have to release it and let it go. We build up yeah. energy, we have to release it and let it go. So we have to get in a, a flow. Look at the at number eight. It's infinity, but it's also the sign. It's a flow. So we need to be in flow and it's kind of, that's why I teach universal and natural law. I think it should be taught in all schools. But anyway, absolutely. Um, because like if you look yeah. at a Jenga puzzle and if we're out of alignment with one natural law, it's like putting that piece of a Jenga puzzle out and the whole puzzle falling down. Wow. That's what it's like. Yeah. You know, so until we understand that there's something bigger than us running the show, there are natural laws in operation. I didn't make them up. Nobody on this earth made them up. But it's just look at, you know, the law of gravity. There are laws operating in this universe, whether we want to admit it, see it, you know, or not. Yeah. It is what runs the world. It's fact. Yeah. That's it, you know, and that is the truth. The beautiful truth of the universe is that there's an abundant universe open to you. Your condition-based thinking is what's stopping you having access to it. So open your heart, open your heart to open your mind and open your heart each and every day and be willing to see things differently. Be willing to show up differently, be willing to learn, be willing to, to expand. Because I always say the most important question, and we leave it with this, is, you know, ask yourself the question when you have an idea or when you're taking action, does this make me feel constricted or expansive? Yes. There's your voice for truth. If it makes you feel constricted, it's probably not for you. If it makes you feel expansive, go with it. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and the most amazingly deep spiritual conversation that I adore having. Thank you. It was mm-hmm. divine. Thank you for having me so much, Sarah. It's amazing. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe to this podcast, tell all your friends, and it would be amazing if you could please leave me a review too. To find out more about me, visit tappingformums.com or follow me on Instagram at Sarah underscore Tobin. If you'd like to do some tapping with me for free, check out my YouTube channel. Just search Tapping for Mums. For now, I wish you peace, joy and abundance on your journey.